Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Mary is weird. You guys are drinking? Oh, there you are, 2003. In 2003, it was a heat wave. 5,600 people died. And it made the best grapes of all time. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Dan. What is happening? I would venture to say we are firmly on our feet. It is the holidays. We would, actually... you say, would you say it's the happiest season? It's the happiest, happiest season. Now, before we get to that iconic, modern, classic, queer <laughs> Christmas film, uh, I do want to just quickly shout out, we recorded earlier some Patreon bonus content, both a bonus episode where we discuss and rank the Housewife cities from least festive to most festive. As far as the holidays go. As mean. far as the holidays. And... We also had a pre-show where every week we talk about like what we're consuming outside of the Bravo Cinematic Universe and Drag Race world, and we took in a lot of content over Thanksgiving break. Yeah, you more than me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tune into that if you're interested, but we did save, as Brendan teased, the happiest season to just bring up here, because we have a special announcement. Yeah, so The Happiest Season is the Hulu queer Christmas movie starring Kristen Stewart, um, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Your sister, Mackenzie Davis. I don't claim Harper as my sister, okay? (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, It's available on Hulu. It came out like... Thanksgiving week, essentially. And I think we have a movie in the running, like to to be up there alongside Family Stone. Yeah, I mean, we'll we're gonna do a special episode 
specifically about both those. We're going to do our regular Family Stone episode, then we're going to do a separate episode about the happiest season. I do think that there is some valid criticism of the movie. Sure. Um, that we'll definitely get into on our special episode that'll be coming later this month. But I also thought, like, a lot of it was great. I mean, Aubrey Plaza, holy shit, how hot was she in that movie? I mean, we all know and love Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, but she also had that movie, um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, about being, like, wanting to be an influencer that starred uh, Elizabeth Olsen as well. I did not see that. Aubrey Plaza has been kind of off my radar since Parks and Rec went off the air. Sure. So when she popped up in this movie, and she popped up in a way where I was like, holy shit. Like, effortlessly, just like, I can't, there's no other word than hot, I guess. A Star Was Reborn. A Star Was Reborn. Um, Jinx Monsoon and Ben De La Creme pop up in this movie. Oh my god, yes. This movie makes me want to go to Pittsburgh during Christmas. Truly. So, So, yeah. We're going to dive deeper into it later this month. So we wanted to give you the heads up now that not only if you have not seen Family Stone, what are you waiting for? But you also have to get on your feet for Happy Season as well. Also, like on that note for like queer Christmas movies, not that Family Stone is a queer Christmas movie. Family Stone is a... Christmas movie with queer characters, which was Mm. ahead of its time. That was 2005 when it was released. Sure. But this year there are so many queer Christmas movies coming out on like all platforms. So I know what I, from what I know, there's a Hallmark movie that's already out starring um, Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. Yep. Who just got engaged in real life and they got the K jeweler spawn con. Every kiss begins with K. There is a movie coming out on the Paramount channel that seems to be about like maybe gay cowboys and Andy McDowell's in that of sure. the the Andy McDowell. Um, there is a movie coming out on Lifetime that has a real life gay couple playing the gay mm. couple in it and Fran Drescher's in that one. Yeah. So like there's plenty this year. They're bringing out the heavy hitters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are excited to talk about that all very soon, but we do have so, so much going on in the Bravo cinematic universe. We talked about this last week when we had our friend Everos Katz joining us about the fact that the Dallas trailer was seemingly supposed to come out any minute with Carrie Brittingham and Deandra Simmons openly tweeting about it mm-hmm. doing their own promo because bravo refuses to promote that dallas housewives <laughs> yeah so instead we woke up to it in our thanksgiving haze earlier this week we got a trailer we got a premiere date let me read the rundown from bravo and then we could discuss the trailer do it saddle up because we're here with a good reason to look forward to 2021 <laughs> Season five of The Real Housewives of Dallas will premiere this January. Oh my God, I roll. Yeah. Uh, Brandy Redmond, Deandra Simmons, Cameron Westcott, Carrie Brittingham, and Stephanie Holman are back for season five of Real Housewives of Dallas. And they will be joined by a new housewife, physician Tiffany Moon. As viewers will learn, Tiffany is wasting no time inserting herself into the drama with the Dallas cast, also while balancing her life as a frontline worker and a mother to twin girls. Additionally, Jennifer Davis Long will also appear throughout the season as a friend of the ladies. 
Season 5 will not only invite a couple new faces to the group as the women serve plenty of fun, drama, and tears, but the cast will also be dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Wow. Dallas's new season is set to premiere on Tuesday, January 5th at 9 p.m., so grab your quarantinis and prepare yourself for all the Season 5 action. Check out the first look at the new season in the trailer above. First of all, yes, Dallas finally getting a 9 p.m. time slot yeah. after they've been like bopping from 9 to 10 over the last couple of years, I feel yeah. like. Well, I like there was one season where they were like squarely at 10. Then there was one season where they started at 9 and Bravo's like, ah, fuck it, push him to 10. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not. As a rule, I am no longer allowed to pre-stand no. anyone. No. It is not it is there is a curse upon me in this podcast that if I pre-stand, then things are not gonna go well. Yeah. Having said that, Dr. Tiffany Moon is bringing some new lights to the Dallas ladies, yeah. it feels like. I mean so it's it's scary because she is truly our only hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because the trailer is like eighty percent Doctor Moon. I know. Like I just rewatched it before we started recording right now, and like she really is in almost every scene of the trailer. And good. And good. And scary. Hope- and what? Scary too. Like to your point, like yeah. if they're relying so much on this one person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I do have to say, like she, she, she does. Even though, like, she seems reasonable, she does fit in with them in, in a way. Because mm-hmm. she does have that, like, sort of like I don't, not quite bubbly, but like girly attitude about her that I was unexpecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she seems like kind of like a wild card as far as like ready to get into the mix, which I like. For sure. Now, what's interesting is that we learned <sighs> about Dr. Moon as the same time as the other cast member who's a f- friend of, apparently, uh, right. also a family member of yours, Jennifer Davis Long. Yeah, me and the Davis Long family, we go way back. <laughs> What's interesting about her is, is she even in the trailer? I didn't really notice her. I only I only saw her once I scrolled further down the article, and there's she got an official, like, friend of photo shoot, so good for her. But, like, but, she definitely doesn't have a speaking role in the, in the trailer. It's possible she's in it and she just kind of blends in with everyone else that I don't even notice. Yeah, I think it's always very interesting with um, when cities add a friend of and a full time cast member at the same time on a season. I'm like, what went wrong? You yeah. know, yeah. like what happened with Jen that she like couldn't make it? Sure. And like even her bio on the Bravo website is like. Jen Davis Long is a friend of she was present. Like there's no information about mm-hmm. her. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see with her. I mean, the thing is like nobody nobody seems to be excited about Dallas just because like 
last season sucked and was ended with like a ton of racism. There's a cast member currently on who was racist on Snapchat or wherever she posted that. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to seeing Brandy cry about that situation. And it looks from the trailer, it looks like Dr. Moon is the one who has to console her, which I think is Mm -hmm. shitty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, plot wise from the trailer, that was like the only discernible plot I could pull from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like the thing that like Carrie Brittingham seems to like, not like Dr. Moon. Yeah. But like Carrie Brittingham doesn't seem to like anyone. I know. Uh, Side note, but I like that we have Dr. Moon and Dr. Wendy now. Mm. And isn't it weird how our minds go to calling her Dr. Moon instead of Dr. Tiffany. Is that because we already have a Dr. Moon in the Housewives franchise in OC? Yeah. I think that that's like probably part of it. And like Moon is a fun name. And Mm -hmm. like we've already had a Tiffany on Dallas. Like there's a lot at play. True. True. Tiffany and her Keith Urban husband. Yeah. Um, they they definitely did them dirty in terms of like juxtaposing them talking about taking the virus seriously with hijinks. Right. Yeah. Where in other cities when they've promoted COVID season so far, it's like they actually show them being like more serious. Yeah. Like the OC the OC trailer was a lot more serious about COVID, despite the fact that Kelly Dodd is on that cast. Yeah, yeah. Which which we'll get to later in this episode. Yeah. Um. Besides that, like, I guess we just have more Mama D, Deandra, bickering. I'm like falling out of love with Steph Holman. Well, we know things about Steph Holman that we. We probably saw it, but we hadn't confirmed. Yeah. Um, Carrie Brittingham is like not a great fit. Like, let's bring back Carrie Duber. I never really liked Carrie Duber, but I agree. Like, bring her back. Yeah. She, I wonder if she'll come back in some capacity because she's always with these women. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like, one of them posted a photo with her in tow recently. Like, to me, I would say we get rid of. Stephanie Brandy and Carrie Brittingham. We keep Deandra Cameron and Dr. Moon. Okay. And that's also like, and also build around Deandra and Cameron's friends because they remember they're like from the rich families. Yeah. 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 There's gotta be a few more Richies out there. I know. Also Dr. Moon has been making masks and like, other stuff with RBG in RBG pattern. Yeah. And she like gave one to Deandra who like wore it on her Twitter. And I'm like, Deandra, where do you stand politically? Well, I mean, she didn't she like work for the Bush administration and like was like a trumpet, like a trumpetta as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then also back when Beto O'Rourke was running for Senate, she was like, I'm seeing a lot of Beto signs in my like neighborhood. Maybe I'll support him. Oh my so God. like, I think she's just going anywhere. The wind takes her. At this <sighs> like we need more than the wind to guide us. So why don't we see where the wind 
takes us over to the land of Vanderpump. Vanderpump Valley. Yes. So this broke Friday night. And it's almost a miracle that we had some technical difficulties with this episode because this is some late breaking big news. I know it. It's big news, but it feels like it's like a fart in the wind at the same time. Yeah, uh, I have an idea about all this, but let's get to the Variety article uh, by Kate Arthur about Jackson Brittany's firing from Vanderpump Rules. Okay, so the long-anticipated axe has fallen on another star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. Jax Taylor, one of the show's original cast members, and its controversial breakout star, has been fired. His wife, Brittany Cartwright, also will not return. In a post on Instagram on Friday, Taylor announced the news thanking Bravo and the show's production company, Evolution Media. Cartwright, who is pregnant with their first child, also posted on Instagram announcing their departure using similar language. A spokesperson from Bravo confirmed to Variety that Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright will not be returning to Vanderpump Rules. Of course, the show does not currently exist at the moment because restaurants in Los Angeles remain closed due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and the recent surge in cases. Though Vanderpump Rules did well in its Nielsen ratings during its most recent eighth season, it was long overdue for a top-to-bottom reboot. It will likely be reconfigured going forward, perhaps around Tom. Tom, the bar, the show's creator and executive producer Lisa Vanderpump opened with cast members Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. More than most other reality shows, any new iteration of Vanderpump Rules relies on the L.A. restaurant business being at least partially open, even though many members of the cast no longer actually work at Vanderpump's restaurants. The countdown to Taylor's ouster began months ago as soon as Bravo fired co-stars Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Duty because of their past recent racist actions against Faith Stowers, a black former Vanderpump Rules cast member. Um, I won't rehash all that. Um, after the firings, fans called on Bravo to fire Taylor as well, since he also accused Stowers of crimes in a tweet. Uh, the national reckoning on race over the summer put reality shows, which often rely on outrageous behavior from, from their casts, in a vexed position. There's always been a fine line between casting people who make good TV and casting te- toxic personalities who display unacceptable behavior. Taylor seems to not have seen his dismissal coming. In October, live on Instagram, while answering a viewer question, he said, Vanderpump Rules is supposed to go back to filming. In fact, we are supposed to go back to filming this month. I think that's the latest I heard. So that essentially sums it all up. There's a little bit more, so you could go over to the Variety article if you're interested. Um, I feel like part one is, obviously they were fired. It's not like they made this decision to leave. Mm -hmm. Right? But part two it makes it seem like whatever they do plan on doing, the wheels are starting to turn. Right, which is, like, interesting given how everything in L.A. is shut down. But um, I think it'll be a refig... Like like the article said, I think it'll be a refocus on Tom Tom, and, like, the two main couples will be Tom and Ariana and Tom and Katie, which Katie is due for her... Um, her... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Her moment? Her moments, uh, her redemption, I think. Sure. I think, though, what's interesting is the people who remain and the people who have been fired have all been in cahoots now for months and months. 
I know, which makes me think, are we going to get like a Southern charm moment where we think these people are dead, yet they show up in the kitchen um, yeah. in a scene or whatever? Yeah. you Was it you that noticed Duty's boyfriend commenting on Jax's post? It was not me, but he posted something along the lines of calling Bravo hypocrites, which seems to be like in reference to them still employing Catherine Dennis and Kelly Dodd. Okay. Um, so, but wasn't there wasn't there also something like something being in the works? Yeah, I mean, people always say that. Jax would reply to comments with like a lot of winky faces of people like talking about like spinoffs and like Vanderpump babies and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the true winner here is which we didn't even mention is faith is actually getting a reality show that's being produced by Maria Manunos. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. The queen of the gas station, Maria Manunos. Yes. She appears on gas station TV. She also um, <laughs> is a alum of Emerson college where I went. I wonder, will the faith Stowers program be featured on gas stations as well? I, I think that they're going to try to take it out of the gas station. I think they'll <laughs> yeah. try for, like, Wii TV or, like, maybe even E. Who knows? Yeah. E has a lot of places, a lot of programming it needs to fill. Sure. Yeah, with the, the end of uh, the end of <clears throat> Kardashians. Right. Did you see yeah. those TikToks of the Kardashians all sitting together and FaceTiming various celebrities? And, and scaring them, yeah. Scaring them. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, while we're over in the realm of Beverly Hills, we have to talk about the Erica Jane story. Okay, so I'll read the page six story, and then we'll talk about it. Erica and Tom Girardi's divorce is allegedly a sham, according to a new lawsuit. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star and her lawyer husband were sued by Edelson PC, a class action firm on behalf of a number of Boeing plane crash victims for allegedly embezzling settlement funds meant to help the victims of Lion Air Flight 610 for federal court. That's so fucking crazy. For federal court documents filed on Wednesday. The suit claims that Tom and his law firm, Girardi Keese, are on the verge of financial collapse and locked in a downward spiral of mounting debts and dwindling funds and his need to fund outrageous lifestyles for himself and his soon-to-be ex-wife, Erica Jane, is the reason for her spontaneous divorce filing earlier this year. While Erica publicly filed for divorce this month on information and belief that divorce is simply a sham attempt to fraudulently protect Tom and Erica's money from those who seek to collect on debts owed by Tom and his uh, law firm, GK, the lawsuit alleged, the lawsuit claimed that this is not the first time Tom kept funds from his clients for himself as he continues to use that money to fund his and Erica's lavish lifestyles, release personal guarantees, pay down loans, route the money to friends and family, and satisfy other outstanding debts. The lawsuit even cites Erica's song as Erica Jane expensive and her self-reported claims <laughs> that it costs $40,000 a month for her glam as reasons for the need to embezzle the, thumb, uh, the funds. Page Six previously reported that the how, the how Many Fucks singer filed for divorce from her husband of 21 years in November. Wow. Did you watch? Did you watch the um, GMA piece about this? The, the GMA clip is required viewing 
for anyone who has ever laid eyes on Erica Jane because it drags her to a degree that I am shocked a morning news program would do. Whoever is whoever produced that clip package is definitely like well versed in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um canon because like they knew it, exactly what clips to pull from the show. It's yeah. real really masterfully done. Yeah. Um over on Reddit there is a link to a PDF of the lawsuit. I have not like settled in and poured myself a cup of tea and like devoured that yet. But some people in the comments summarized parts of it. Apparently like there is an LLC or some sort of corporation under Erica Jane's name that like has received loans from Tom Girardi's, Law firm. Crazy. The writing is on. I mean, she clink clink, bitch. She's oh. <laughs> this is worse than anything Teresa Giudice ever did, it seems. Yeah. I mean, like it's f- from the outside. It looks like Erica is a more active participant than Teresa ever was. Yeah. Teresa just like signed a couple forms from what I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but as we've discussed, like about this divorce in the past, there's no chance we are discussing this on the Beverly Hills program. Yeah, I I highly doubt, given the way that Beverly Hills has gone in the past with, like, Dorit and, like, Teddy and others and, like, lawsuits against them. I... But the more I think about it, the format is changing. Like we saw a lot of changes last season as far as like what Bravo is willing to show and like how they are willing to kind of expose their people. But I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Yeah. I mean, right now we can't rely on anyone within the Alliance to bring this up. So we're relying on either a Crystal Minkoff, a Garcelle Bouvet or a Kathy Hilton. Right. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. But the the fun does not stop there because uh, production apparently shut down over on Beverly Hills because of a COVID outbreak amongst the cast. So this was reported by TMZ. So let me uh, give you the rundown. COVID concerns pausing production on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills run way deeper than an infected crew member. We've learned several cast members also have the virus. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton, and Doree Kemsley have also tested positive for COVID-19. We're told they are all recovering at home and none of the women have serious symptoms. The series started filming its new season toward the end of October, and our sources say that there were safety precautions in place, including testing and temperature checks, but that couldn't stop a COVID outbreak from impacting production. As you know, RHOBH shut down production last week after a crew member tested positive for the virus. Turns out, even if the crew member was COVID-free, production would have had to shut down because nearly half the stars contracted the virus. Our sources say Kyle, Kathy, and Dorit did not contract COVID on set, but Kathy and Kyle were hanging out together. After all, they're sisters, and Dorit was along for the ride. We're all told... Uh, we're told that all three ladies are in the end stages of the virus and should be okay. Well, glad they're okay, but it also is just like, 
I think I saw a Daily Mail piece where Kyle was out and about shopping like the day before this announcement was made on TMZ. Oh my so, god! Not really sure that she's self isolating. I don't sure. know. I don't know about the turnaround for Daily Mail articles, but it seems sus. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how much leeway and freedom they're given mm. while filming this show. Cause like, I would think all these shows would take the approach of like, okay guys, like let's try to make a check, make a show, get something on TV, but like, we gotta make a bubble like, like the NBA bubble or something, you know, we, I feel like we thought that that's what was happening. Like when TV shows started to go back into production, like, I assumed that much like when like Big Brother went back into production. But the yeah. reality is from what I hear, I people are going on their daily lives. They're going to set, but then they're when they go home, they're just going on their daily lives and doing like whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So it's not quite as secure. I mean, everyone loves a good temperature check, which <laughs> like if we're relying on a temperature check, like you're already symptomatic and could have been spreading it while not showing symptoms for a period of time as well. I know. Have you had to do like going into like a place? Have you had to do temperature checks? Uh, yeah. Like getting my hair cut and stuff. I always, they never tell me what my temperature is. And I always want to know. I always want to know oh. like what the number is. Sure, sure, sure. Like that they approved, you know? Yeah. I mean, Actually, I I learned this recently. Like, remember how 98.6 was, like, the standard? Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, these days, our temperatures are a little lower than that. I went into a place, and it's the only time that they ever said that what my temperature was. And the guy was like, whoa. And it was, like, 95 or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you are stone cold. (laughs) (laughs) No, and it was, like, weird because I was, like, I walked there and I was, like, kind of, like, sweating a little bit. And yeah. I was still, like, super low. Maybe it was a cold sweat. Yeah, cold sweat. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get to the last big news of the week, uh, which is super interesting. This is straight from Bronwyn Wyndham Burke's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caption to a, quite a gorgeous photo that she posted that says the following. It feels so good to be finally living my truth. I am a lesbian. At 43 years old, I've finally been able to accept this part of myself and realize there are no rules about when someone should come out. This is my time. Thank you, Glad, for the support and for the interview. I'm proud to be a member of the LGBTQ community. Click the link in my bio to watch the interview portion heart emojis. So, um, so full disclosure, I actually was present for this interview because I helped record it, yeah. which is fun. Um, Bronwyn's lovely. The photo she posted is gorgeous. Yeah. I think this is great. It's our first lesbian housewife. Yeah, exactly. Our first like main cast housewife who is a lesbian. Uh, it seems as though from the mid season trailer that was released this week that we are actually going to get to see this play out during the rest of the season. Yeah, with, like, one of her friends who she's close with. But uh, Bronwyn also this week posted a photo of her girlfriend, and it's not the same person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I I definitely want to see how the rest of it plays out for the season. But like this definitely makes me the most interested in her for having her come back in the future. Right. And hopefully she does. Yeah. I feel like, like, I feel like given the Bronwyn world tour that we recently saw, like she's, she's feeling herself and like ready to be like on TV. Yeah. It's like, there's this alliance of housewives of newer housewives and the newer franchises all like bonding and trying to like make something happen online, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's like, they're always in the comments for each other, et cetera, et cetera. Um, speaking of comments though, let's talk about the comments, um, on her Instagram post. Oh yes, please. And who commented and who didn't. So I saw comments from Dr. Wendy, Deandra Simmons, Stephanie Holman, Heather Gay, Jen Shaw, Meredith Brooks, um, Tamara Judge. Meredith. Oh my God, Meredith Marks. I I, <laughs> I used her son's first name as her last name. <laughs> or the artist known as Meredith Brooks. I wouldn't be surprised if she changed it. But no current um, Real Houses of OC have commented. No, but I mean, we did just pass over the big one, which is Tamara. Right, Tamara. Yeah, which is interesting simply because like, at the beginning of the season, it seems like they were not on great terms. Right, because Tamara was working with Bronwyn's mom to expose her, like, alcoholism, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's interesting, like, the the list of names you um, mentioned also, also included Barbara Kay. Oh, Barbara Kay, of course. Can't forget. Yeah. Uh, queer icon. But, um... It's interesting like that those people are like the new class that are all in each other's mentions supporting each other. Mm-hmm. But like you're not going to see a Ramona, R- Ramona or Luann or even like Candy Burris, right. Cynthia Bailey so much like the, the old the, school, the, the old school people. Right. Exactly. Um, my new favorite sisterhood that speaking of the new class is Dr. Wendy and Dr. Moon from Dallas have been in each other's comments, calling each other doc. Love, love that for them. (laughs) Okay. Why don't we get over to Dr. Wendy and friends over in Potomac? Let's do it. Okay. So this is the last, the second to last episode of the regular season, which is usually a boring one. But not this one. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, even though we're wrapping things up, there's still plenty going on. So we're kind of picking it up with Karen working on the wig line with Stephen, uh, creating La Dame into a house of beauté. This surprise wig line where when they showed the other women in the confessionals talking about the wig line, having no idea that this was coming was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is very, like, unsure of, like, Karen's involvement. Mm-hmm. Like, is she getting, like, a one-time check? Is she getting a commission? Is she a partner? What is she? Who I never know with any of these businesses, even embezzled over with uh, Robin. It's like, <laughs> yeah. is embezzled a company that existed before? Or, like, is it her company that she's creating? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. But even still, like... The before Stephen and after uh, Stephen 
screenshots of Karen's confessionals. Like, even if that is her sole benefit, mm-hmm. that glow up, like, that is payment enough in my books. I know. We need to get him to do, like, a round-the-world tour for some of our, like, less fortunate housewives, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. get him over with Gina and OC. Okay. Um, we have Monique and Ashley at a meal together. The Branzino. <laughs> the whole fish that, that Monique is working on while we're piecing together whether or not Karen invited Monique to the wig shift party. It's like the commitment that goes into ordering a Branzino as the person who's also trying to have a conversation on camera with somebody. It's yeah. like a Branzino is a lot of work. I know we're like deboning. I know. <laughs> Um, no, but I, that did inspire me. I would like to get into, uh, cooking whole fishes at home. I support that. Except like, I don't like when they're looking at you. I know it is a little scary. Um, okay. I do love, I mean, Ashley Darby is one of the most professional housewives we've ever seen. Like her calling Karen to like get to the bottom of was she invited or not? And like the exact terminology that was used in Portugal. Right. And also like getting to the bottom of Karen's drinking habits after Monique said that Karen got wasted with her. Yeah. At Chase's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why don't we go to go on a little house tour with Robin and Juan Dixon? Let's go. Yeah. So this 5,600 square foot manch, 1.6 mil, how are we feeling? Okay. I was hyper-focused on the tiles in the kitchen and in the master bathroom. And yeah. it is, if you look at any apartment that, like, I could afford in Brooklyn that's, like, newly built these days, sure. they all use that cheap-ass tile that we see in the kitchen and the bathroom here. Yeah, it's like the crosshatch with like a darker square in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen it somewhere. But like perusing Robin's Instagram, it's impossible to tell, like, has she made the move? I don't think that she's in a financial space right now to be yeah. making moves to a house like this. Yeah, it's like let's pay down the <laughs> let's pay down the debt first and then Get to it. And uh, to Robin's credit, every time I've heard her talk about this debt, she has been calm, cool, and collected. And I support how open and honest she is about how she made that mistake. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we always and forever stand Robin Dixon. (laughs) Always and forever. Though she does, she has, she's having her Giselle messy moments this season, which we can acknowledge. Sure, of course. We can always acknowledge things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of Giselle messiness, we are out to lunch or dinner for Grace's birthday. I Happy birthday, Grace. Happy something, birthday, Grace. <laughs> something about the setup of this restaurant like really weirded me out. They were like yeah. in the middle. The lighting was like weird to me. Yeah. I but feel I, like that's like a taste of things to come for... Uh, seasons filmed during COVID because it's just going to be them in an empty restaurant. Right. Or like in one of those like between two panes of glass that we're seeing all over yeah. New York City now. 
Oh my god. Um, they don't want to spend the holidays together as a big family. <laughs> like Giselle, if your kids don't want you to get back together with him, if your dad, which at this point Giselle doesn't know that her ja- dad doesn't want her to get back together with him, yeah. like maybe it's time to reevaluate what exactly you're doing here. Yeah. We did also get uh late this week the drop of the reunion trailer. Yes. And that's going to be exciting because from what like the word on the street is, people are saying, interestingly enough, Giselle got it the hardest during the reunion. Because it seems like Monique has a whole section in her binder devoted to <laughs> Pastor Jamal. Yeah. I mean, that, that section must be probably like the thickest part of the binder. Uh, as yeah, we it, know, he, he doesn't mm. show up to the photo shoot that was planned with the girls. I know. And just like to stay on the reunion for a second. It's just like very easy to pull footage of Giselle herself talking about Jamal in a really negative way from like season one, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Sure. That it's going to be like rough on her, but I'm, I love the fact that we're getting a reunion in the rounds. Yeah. I mean, also like Giselle always has to answer for stuff that she says in confessionals. Right, exactly. Because she she lets it loose there. And the reunion also confirmed what we knew was coming, that we are going to have to account for that season one Michael Darby footage that was unearthed. I cannot believe. To the Reddit user who unearthed that, like, I hope that Bravo, like, cuts them a check or something. I know. I mean, we owe them a debt of gratitude that we can never pay. We should start a GoFundMe. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, um, we have Karen and Ray recreating the iconic Tamara Eddie Judge hot tub scene. <laughs> I know, and to be honest, like I support this more than I ever supported what Tamara did. Yeah, the one thing that we cannot exactly support is like the lighting of the the Karen Ray scene. It was like lights were up, whereas the Tamara scene like was a little bit more moody. I know. It's like let's set let's set a scene here, Karen. <laughs> we also have Wendy and the Osefo fam. That that family was robbed for the time kid of the year award because it should have been either Carter Cruz or Cameron Osefo. Oh my god, shut up. We have plenty <laughs> of time to get them on 30 under 30. Sure, sure. So we're at the pumpkin patch. We got um, Dr. Wendy and her mom. Dr. Wendy's mom not loving the fact that Dr. Wendy wants to leave professorship. Yeah. But I'm proud to announce that Dr. Wendy has been teaching classes this semester. My friend's friend, Dr. Wendy, is one of her professors. I know. Can we – what's the term? Can we audit the class where you just, like, sit in on it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Give me that Zoom link. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, more time with Wendy – Happy to spend that. I know. Same. Yeah. I love that her mom, like, because of the cultural differences, like, didn't understand the pumpkin patch and was taking pictures to send back to her friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at this beautiful pumpkin <laughs> patch. <laughs> okay. The last thing that we have before the wig shift party is the Darby's hosting Uncle Lump and Sheila. 
And we've got another whole fish on the table. Good. More inspiration <laughs> for me, to be honest. <laughs> Though um, I don't really, I don't necessarily trust Ashley as a cook. Mm. In but, the, I mean, it, they owned a restaurant together, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's a cook. And it was I know, all, but you, you got to pick up a thing or two there. I don't know. It's like we talked in our bonus episode about like Real Houses in New Jersey and who mm. is the best cook. Yeah, I would love we should do like a whole bonus episode just examining what we think the cooking prowesses of all housewives are, because Ashley, I think, would be near the bottom of the list to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's always like an electric energy whenever like Ashley is filming with her family members, particularly Sheila. She Sheila's just like happy to be on camera. She loves it. Like, not just happy to be on camera, but, like, bursting with energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't even contain herself. I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Michael's fumbling over his apology as usual. <laughs> I just, like... I... Someone needs to sit Ashley down and be like, what is it that you see? Like, what is it about this man? Is it the money? Mm. What, like... Because he's constantly just, like, bumbling everything yeah i mean like back during the pregnancy of announcement of baby number two like to me it makes sense and like she's gonna ride it out at least for the second baby and then like maybe sit down and make a decision right but i mean like they've been together for so long and he's always been like this is my bigger point and it's like i know that's i know that's the conundrum of real houses of potomac in general but it's like Sometimes it's so crystal clear to me that, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of what are you doing, what are you doing hosting the wig shift party in the back of a strip mall in what looks like a hallway? <laughs> there is at the wig doctor. Is that what it was called? The wig yes, doctor? Yes, yeah. This place literally reminds me there is a knockoff. There's a knockoff City MD in my neighborhood that's called, I think, like, Me Doctor. And this... <laughs> place looks exactly like wig doctor yeah i wonder if the wig doctor is administering covid tests as well oh maybe there's a line outside (laughs) there's a line wrapped around the back of that strip mall it's just like so tiny that like they just all look so cramped in there yeah and then you have to bring into account that there's also a camera crew present yeah so it's awful yeah so our prediction came true. We were being tricked. Monique and Candace were not going to be sharing a space at the wig doctor. Right. Um, but like, I don't mind being tricked because like it gets me excited. Yeah, of course. I mean, like th- it's that kind of like perfect. Um, what's the word? Misdirect that mm-hmm. reality TV loves to do. Yeah. And you know what? I like being along for the ride. Yeah. So, I mean, the party itself is uncomfortable. We're squeezed in. We got Matt there. Uh, We got Giselle protesting the party because she does not want to be around Steven, who talks shit about her on social media. Sad. Yeah. We have Robin filling, like, the Giselle role at the party. Yeah, and actually about Giselle not going, it's kind of unlike the Potomac Housewives to 
boycott an events like this. For sure. They usually show up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Karen storming out of the party while it is still going on and shouting like that. It's okay. Cause she's paid the bill. I know. And they're going to, di- they always had plans to go to dinner. <laughs> it's like literally, it's literally your product launch. Yeah. Don't you like stay around and like debrief with your team afterwards? Yeah. We do have to talk about the wig that was placed on Robin's head. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, So Whitney from Real Houses of Salt Lake City was wearing a very similar wig when she appeared on Watch Robin's Live. It was the same wig. Yeah. It it was interesting how, like, almost all the wigs of this line appear to be, like, platinum blonde. I know. It's a choice. I love Dr. Wendy refusing a wig. Yeah. I mean, like, how do you mess with the perfection that she already has? True. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and that's pretty much this week's Potomac. I know. Next week looks crazy with Michael Darby and um, Chris uh, Candace fighting. Yeah. We got like a extended preview of that scene and I'm scared. Yes. And Michael Darby appears to yell the anti-gay F word, but jury is still out. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled, read those lips, and we shall see. Those lips are moving. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's get over to Orange County. So we actually, like, we didn't recap it last week. All that really occurred there was uh, Shannon getting the possibly the drunkest she's ever been at Bronwyn's sober vow renewal. (laughs) Truly wild. All the shots of her like shoveling tequila in the hotel room, and then all of the shots of her like ordering like multiple drinks at a time. Yeah. Crazy. Um, also, this is like one of the first times we're all sitting together talking about COVID. Mm hmm. And like, so I can forgive what people are saying here on camera. Cause like this is the week leading up to March 13th, 14th. Right. We had no idea. We had never seen anything like this. Nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime. So like, I remember walking around with like coworkers being like, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, I can't believe so-and-so stocking up on what's and what, and like yeah, all of yeah. that kind of like bullshit talk. So yeah. Yeah. However, like it, <clears throat> it, it, it's different when we then get confessionals that are clearly filmed months and months later reiterating the same thing. Now, I know they're supposed to, like, place themselves back in that period, but, like, to – I feel like this is a different situation. I don't know. It, that might be too, like, analysty of, like, production Us, and yeah. stuff like that because, like yeah. – I think they're just trying to play the game as they usually do, but okay. I get what okay. you mean. Yeah. Um, but then a step further is Kelly Dodd finally making her appearance on Watch What Happens Live this week. Oh my God. What a train wreck. Yeah. Um, I feel like the reaction online is like a little mm-hmm. m- mixed in terms of like, w- was this meant to be redemptive? Was it meant to be just like, here's Kelly, like let her tear herself down. 
I think there was definitely someone somewhere, whether it be within Bravo or like Kelly's own people who wanted it to be redemptive. Yeah. Cause the, the setup, a lot of the setup was for her to answer to the things that she said. And she like tried to walk it back, but in true Kelly fashion, I mean, like she's always going to be crappy. Yeah. I mean, she like gives terrible apologies and we've talked about like how, how people give apologies so many times on this uh, podcast. It's a lot of like, if I, if I hurt you or if this and that, mm-hmm. like, especially having to do with the drunk wives matter stuff. Right. Um, so like, she's fumbling all over that. I mean, you could tell from like the, from the jump, like the start of the episode, she seemed scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't she seem so awkward? Yeah. Um, but then she manages in true Kelly fashion to, like dig herself deeper in a brand new hole mm-hmm. claiming that Bronwyn's alcoholism is uh, made up for to get like a spinoff. Apparently she's just like off the deep end. When I went to watch Evans live once with LOL Leanne Locken, yeah. when I was invited twice by Leanne Locken to go to watch Robbins live. Cause she is my friend's friend's, whatever um anyways kelly dodd was the other guest and even leanne Locken seemed afraid of kelly dodd and like (laughs) for leanne to be afraid is something and kelly like at that point she was single and her guests to watch rappens live were like these other gay guys who she literally met at the club like labane two nights before so like that's where her life was then yeah. And I mean, like now she's got a man, but I, I think she's still similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's strange. Cause like the only time I've ever been to watch what happens live was also a Kelly dot episode. <clears throat> oh yeah. Wasn't it Kelly Dodd and like Megan McCain? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick Leventhal was like seated behind me. Like I was in the Oprah chair and Rick was like in the rafters. Wow. Yeah. 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 The um, rafters at watch what happens live. There's three rows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it's funny because, like, she, leading up to this, she was saying, like, how she had been banned from Watch What Happens Live. She doesn't want to be a sheep and go on Watch What Happens Live. And then here she is on Watch What Happens Live. It's like to, to quote, unquote, be a sheep and go on Watch What Happens Live, like, the most important talk show on the network that you're employed by. Like, yeah. are you yeah. asking to be fired? What's yeah. happening? Um, It's interesting. Uh, Andy has put out the call for questions for the reunion. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see, like, I would imagine we're doing a zoom reunion. Cause like that would probably require them filming it sooner rather than later. Okay. I, I understand why you're assuming, but I feel like Bravo doesn't fucking care about any rules anymore. I know, but for, for Andy to get over there, I, I, I'm I know. I mean I would guess Zoom reunion, but I mean like I wouldn't put it past Bravo to fly all the wives here because we have less restrictions than California right Ooh, now. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like That's I mean possible. like it's it, to me Bravo seems to not care. Yeah. So yeah. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I guess besides that in the actual episode itself um we got your favorite morning Joseph giving us the update this week after having Hoda a few weeks ago. When Mika Brzezinski and Willie Geis appeared on my screen, 
on yeah. Real Houses of OC. What a gift. <laughs> what a gift. Wow. Uh, I My complaint about this episode was I wish there had been dates on the screen for all of these scenes, not just mm-hmm. the very end when they told us production shut down on March 14th. Right. Because like, I want to know like where everyone's mind is at on a particular date. Right into Bravo. Maybe they'll do like the pop-up video one Ooh. that they've been airing and include the dates on that. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Um, we have like more focus on the kids again too with Sophie and the whole debutante stuff, which felt very strange. I don't, I think this is a case of like them not having enough footage. Cause we're not going to go to the debutante ball with Sophie. We're not going to get any like, payout of this down the road so we're just like going to get the dress to never be worn yeah i mean there was another example of this with like elizabeth vargas working out at the gym Mm -hmm. and like it seems like we're trying to fill up these episodes with whatever we managed to film yeah though i enjoyed the scene with jacob i think that jacob is the breakout of real houses of oc this year yeah uh we have like like really the deterioration of like <laughs> Shannon's sanity over the coronavirus, like crying about using a, a piece of paper towel. I know. I mean, like Shannon was already off the deep end before this season started. So, so to throw coronavirus in her face, it's like, are, is this woman going to finally break? Yeah. Uh, w- one of the last scenes of this episode was with Bronwyn, Rowan and Sean. Mm-hmm. And that was like, a truly stressful scene. <laughs> yeah, it tr- really was. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, Rowan was anxious and, like, she talks about how she, like, suffers from, like, anxiety and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. while the three of them are talking and then when Bronwyn snaps at Sean for, like, she said he was interrupting, but he was kind of just, like, echoing whatever she was saying mm-hmm. was scary. Yeah, I think we're going to see some interesting journeys with them, especially, like... A lot of people are questioning the fact that they're going to remain married despite her announcement. So that'll be interesting to watch how all of that plays out. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's get over to our favorite place on this planet Earth, Salt Salt Lake City. Love Salt Lake City. Love Heather Gay. Love Heather Gay. Love her at this continuation of the Prohibition Party. Her, as she's trying to get comfort Jen and get her into a car. Some of the most relatable best housewives behavior ever. When she tells the people at the table to guard the burger and the lollipop drumsticks. (laughs) Um, When she is talking to uh, Jen's ride and says, you won't be able to miss me. I'm a flapper with cankles. (laughs) True. Like an icon. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, but we know that both Jen and Heather are like Bravo super fans. Like they mm-hmm. know their history. Right. Jen is on like the spectrum of like trying very hard to like make the magic. Whereas mm-hmm. Heather, it's coming a little bit more natural, like her own brand of magic. Yeah. Heather's not trying to be like the stereotypical housewives reality star type. Yeah. She's using her own toolbox to bring her own kind of Salt Lake City magic. Yeah. 
Um, I loved, however, the the Jen and Meredith fight at the party. With, I know. With Meredith, like, running away, like, saying, I'm disengaging, I'm not engaging. <laughs> and just, like, to watch Meredith, even in normal conversation, let alone, like, a confrontation, is just mesmerizing because she's so, like, one note. Yeah. It's like her face barely moves when she speaks. Good. I love it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that sounds like I'm like making a crack about like maybe her having plastic surgery. I'm yeah. saying like literally no, her like her mouth doesn't move. She puts no effort into like yeah. the act of speaking. Yeah. Go on girl. Give us nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, but like her giving us nothing is, is at the same time giving us everything. Giving us everything because she's like always like impeccably dressed yeah. She's like very I don't know. I just love watching her. Yet she's like it is go on girl give us nothing constantly. Yeah. Uh speaking of Meredith, when her when she and Lisa go to the art gallery <laughs> and we have Lisa crying more about Meredith and Sean's separation than Meredith, that was a fun moment. <laughs> I know because it's once again Meredith go on give us nothing. Also Lisa Touching every piece of art, then asking after she's already touched if she can touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Drita. Love Drita. <laughs> okay, Lisa visiting Mary. Mary's so, house of horrors. So, like, this is the thing with, with Lisa and Meredith that I don't understand. is like, they are both interacting with Mary as if, like, Mary is a normal human. I know. It's like... They are tout like they're showing us an alien, and <laughs> these two women are acting as if the alien is a human being. Yeah, I mean, Lisa's like, oh, like Mary, like she has such great style and blah blah blah. So I was sh- shocked to see her home was like a little disjointed. It's like, are right. we watching the same <laughs> style, like fashion icon with her like loofah dress and everything? <laughs> the loofah dress. I love the loofah dress. Did you notice the green carpet in Mary's living room? No, I did not. Oh my god, it reminded me of you know that bar townhouse that's like oh yeah 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 for older gentlemen sure. usually yeah they don't let you wear a hat. Um, they oh. literally said take your hat off, you balding bitch to me. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not balding. I have a. I have a full head of hair. Wow. Um, but. What was I going to say? It reminded me, that carpet reminded me of that bar, like something I would see in that bar. Yeah, a little old-timey. Old-timey, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that, like, we, I think we glossed over Christmas and the holidays since this was a newer franchise. Because, like, mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, we were talking about getting ready for Christmas, and now, like, Lisa's saying, oh, you still have your Christmas decorations up. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, a good plug for... um the episode, the bonus episode we did uh, yeah. this week of rating, ranking which Housewives franchise is the most festive as far as like the holidays go. Yeah. And we do think that Salt Lake City does have potential because of all the snow. <laughs> yeah. Because, because of all the snow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's talk about the Met Gala lunch. <laughs> Oh my god! So where, where, where Lisa and Meredith are like treating Mary like a normal person? Heather's just saying in her confessionals, "Mary is weird." 
I know, but like Heather loves to be along for the ride because it comes with like a Louis Vuitton gift. Yeah, it was a Louis Vuitton ear earbuds, which I might like. Apparently, they're like a th- like a thousand and change each. God, like one wrong move, getting off the subway in New York, and like, yeah, <laughs> that's all down the drain. Um, what about the beta fish? Do you think they got to take those home? I hope so. I mean, I. They're like, they're a beautiful fish. Is it true? The rumor was I had a beta fish named squirt growing up and it yeah. lived a very long time for a fish, like years and years and years. Yeah. And there was always the rumor that if you put a mirror in front of a beta fish's like tank, it'll try to attack itself. Well, do you think that's true? Well, that's because like, you're not supposed to put, put two in the same bowl or they'll like kill each other. I know we made that mistake. We put a different <laughs> kind of fish in the same bowl and that fish ended up dead. But like, I wonder like, wh- <clears throat> how does the beta fish kill? I think just like, <clears throat> like, <laughs> like, like banging its like face against the other. Cause like, what, does it have like a sharp tooth, like a piranha? Like I don't understand. It brings out, brings out a sword. <laughs> yeah. Like it brings out a little beta involved? fish gun. gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't come to a beta fish fight with a, <laughs> with a, with a knife. <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> We should look that up, how a beta fish kills. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, this is all part of the greater Met Gala theme, which Heather points out for those who do not know. <clears throat> Famously, the Met Gala has its own theme. So, like, right. our theme is the existence of a theme. Right, exactly. Like, the most recent one was camp. Yeah. Um, what are other ones? The Pope was one. No, it was like gilded, gilded Catholicism or something. Like yeah. But there was also like a bionic, like cyborg one. I feel like, <laughs> Oh, it's like where technology meets fashion yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Claire Danes wore a light up dress. I remember. <laughs> um, so we're all like arriving. Mary's so excited to see everybody. She like wants everyone to, as they're walking in to stop so she can like digest their, um, outfit mm-hmm. and then tells us how the wine we are about to, to drink is so great because of a heat wave that killed like 5,600 people but created the best grapes. <laughs> she is living on another plane. I love it. Wow. Has there been a housewife this... um chaotic that's kooky i mean it it, it, i think a a bunch of people have said this it gives us like tinges of kim richards right but it's like kim richards we've mentioned this before like kim richards but she thinks she's god but also has money because kim richards famously like was not running around with all this money right imagine giving kim richards money and what she would do with it yeah throw throw like a fun mech theme party i hope no, she would like open up like a conservancy for like turtles and squirrels. Mm-hmm. Oh, squirrels remember, are part of the. Remember when she like made friends with that squirrel and then prayed next to the trash can? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we're across from the PF Changs. We're all like revealing ourselves to each other, mm-hmm. and. I thought like one of the, my favorite parts was just watching Jen's face react to everything that's going on. 
Yeah, I mean, Jen has been rubbing me the wrong way the past couple episodes, but her facial reactions are a high point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think she and Meredith were able to get to some sort of resolution. Great. But I think what we're leaning into for this next episode is an explosion between Mary and Jen. Right, right, right. Back to the Jen and Meredith fight for a second. The premise of it is just so absurd. Okay. Like, you're an adult. You don't need to be having sleepovers unless you're having, doing SE during yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, she's more upset that she feel. I think it's less about the sleepover and more she feels like, okay, like, we were friends, but now you're aligning yourself with Mary. In, an alien on Earth. Yeah. Instead of me. I like I think so much of Jen's so much of like why Jen is putting on this big show is like interesting. Like I think she she's lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh she wants to be famous. She wants to be a star. She wants attention. Maybe right. she wants friends. So like I think that's at the center of a lot of this. I know, but she's like She's doing it in a way that is like so expected Mm -hmm. and it's like, so it's like trying to fit in what she thinks a housewife is or should be that it just comes across. She's being overshadowed by other people who are being themselves and shining because we like seeing these like new kinds of personalities on screen. Yeah. Like Meredith, go on girl, give us nothing is 20 times more interesting than Jen at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still have a journey to go through. Hopefully, another at least eight episodes or so. Mm-hmm. You know who we didn't know? To, we didn't mention at all. Who? Whitney. Whitney. Because while Meredith is gone, give us girl, give us nothing. Whitney is clearly not giving us anything we care about at this point. Ah, uh, yeah. This was not really like a Whitney episode, which was strange for her to go on Watch What Happens Live later the same night. In Robin Dixon's wig. In Robin Dixon's wig. Uh, so why don't we wrap this up with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So this week, we have the Freak of the Week. We have to call it out. <laughs> and that is Candy Burris. We usually, we would never think that Candy would ever be the Freak of the Week. We are candy canes, candy stands. Yeah. But, I mean, she gets it this week because she went to the club (laughs) in Atlanta not wearing a mask. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we should be going to the club mask or or no mask right now. Right. Um, Unless the club is outside and you can (laughs) properly socially distance. Yeah. But, um, so, this is apparently also on the heels of Atlanta production being shut down for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. And they're picking it back up this week. So, like, she went out to the club in preparation for starting to film with everyone again. I, like I like we said earlier, like, you want to think that these people are being responsible and that, like, these productions are having proper bubbles. But, no, they're yeah. going to the – they're in the club. Yeah. So this was what um, Page Six reported. So COVID-19 forced the Real Housewives of Atlanta to suspend production last month, but that didn't stop cast member Candy Burris and husband Todd Tucker from attending a packed, maskless 22nd birthday bash on Sunday. The couple showed up to Atlanta Republic's lounge uh, for a costume bash for Lil Wayne's daughter, 
Regine Carter dressed as Lil' Kim and Diddy. Burris posted mm-hmm. a video from the soiree in which she seemingly acknowledges that the party is a potential super spreader event. Variety reported in November that Housewives had to stop filming for two weeks after a member of production team tested positive for COVID-19. A rep for Bravo and Burris didn't comment on her attending the party. So, I mean, hopefully <laughs> this continuation of filming is going smoothly mm-hmm. with the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we did almost give Mama Joyce one true queen for getting that Facebook portal check for the ad that aired during Potomac this week. But I mean, it's a Facebook check. So it's Facebook after all. (laughs) So I mean like mama Joyce and Ace were both doing some stellar acting in that commercial. I was shocked when that came on my screen. Yeah. Uh, But we had to give it to the one true, true queen, which is Ms. Barbara Kay for hitting the pages <laughs> of Vogue. I mean, yes, the come through queen Stan curse is alive and well in terms of like mm-hmm. getting people kicked off these shows, but I guess you get off the show and land on Vogue, which is great. I know it goes to show that Anna Wintour knows who the true true star of Real Houses New York is. Yeah, so head on over to Vogue. It's a story about, like, <laughs> Barbara being a woman in construction and tearing down the Weinstein offices. Yes. Oh, my God. You saying head on over to Vogue. Head on over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that is it for this week. After you're done with Vogue, mm. head on over to comethroughqueen.com. As we mentioned before, there's a lot of fun stuff posted on the Patreon this week. It's a pre-show chock full of shows that we watched over Thanksgiving break, including the Kaylee Cuoco flight attendant program, which is the best program on television. I'm not able to access it. Yes, you can, Brendan. I tried on my PlayStation last night and it wouldn't download HBO Max. So uh, you could also check out links to merch for the holidays, our Discord where you could chat, our Instagram, Twitter pages, etc. So like, comment, subscribe, heart show, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I wanna see you come through, Queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.